Have you all heard of Valor's Veterans Community AZ? Well, let me tell you about them. They are a 501c3 nonprofit which helps organize social gatherings and volunteer opportunities for veterans and their families. VVC was created in 2018 by our good friend Ro Gonzalez. You may have heard him on this show before. Uh, this guy's awesome, man. He's got the hookup to all sorts of sporting events, movie premieres, and all kinds of cool shit. Bringing like-minded people together not only allows everyone to share resources, but also helps reconnect that bond military members had while they were still in the service. VVC AZ also holds a monthly coffee social the third Saturday of every month where local organizations can share their resources. Their goal is to build Arizona's strongest veteran community by engaging veterans one at a time. Please check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and ValorsVeteransCommunityAZ.org. Fallen! All right, all right. Everybody take a seat, grab a drink. Let's get this show started. All right, in three, two, one, let's go. Let's okay. go. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited because I am a subject matter expert. Are you? You're I, a shmee? I'm a smee. A smee. You yes. say smee or shmee? I say smee. So. Why do I always say shmee? Is it just my need to, to add shmee or sh- the, the sh sound to everything? I don't know. Maybe you're acknowledging that I'm female and it would be a shmee. Oh, yes. She. A she expert? Yeah. A she expert. Um... Subject matter expert that's mm-hmm. also a she. A she. So, so maybe you're being maybe um, PC. I, no, but not even then. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I do it. Like, there's a name that, the name Stiver. Stiver? Yeah, it's somebody that I know, and I always want to say Shiver. Shiver. Like the SH, I want to add it to everything. Um, like, when, when people say sit, I always say shit. <laughs> that's you know what I mean? Like that's it's not weird. Good. So that's not so good. you're you're a shmi. No, I've always said that. I've always said shmi, and I was like, it's me, right? Because it's SME. I want to go back to the dog to the sitting and shitting thing well, because that is why our dogs always are acting up. Maybe because you tell them to sit, but really you're telling them to shit. Yeah. Lots of explanation is going on around here. So we are completely lost now. Well, we didn't, we didn't even we didn't even start this whole podcast, this show, this episode correctly. We just went right into shmi, she, shit, all that kind of stuff. So we're lost. It's perfect that we're lost because we're talking about the lost Dutchman's mind. You see what I did there? I did see what you did. You that. see, you, you see what I see? What <laughs> I did there? You she? <laughs> you she? I, she? I she. I she. Okay, I so we're talking about the lost Dutchman's gold mine. It's. In the Superstition Mountains, near Apache Junction, um, right out of Phoenix. And the reason why I'm a subject matter expert is because I went to high school at Apache Junction High. And our mascot was actually the Prospectors. The, um, the Prospectors? Not, not a prospector, but plural? No, it, well, we were the, the Prospectors, but our... our mascot was the prospector and it was a little old man with a donkey oh yeah like he was a prospector he was going now i did recently see apache junction revised it and now it's a tough looking prospector oh nevertheless back then no he was a little man so 
here's the f- a funny thing. Is, yeah. Is you grew up in Apache Junction, and your mascot was a prospector with a donkey, an old man with a donkey, and I grew up in Juarez. I knew a lot of old men with donkeys, and <laughs> it was just one of those things. It was weird. It's what brought us together, old men with donkeys. Yep. So <laughs> cheers to that. Cheers. Um, so the Lost Dutchman's um, mine is the most famous lost mine. So it is cited six times more often than any other gold mine. So we are it. When you think about the Wild West, you're thinking about the Lost Dutchman's Mine. Yeah, I read about that too. Yes. So, and even to this day, like 8,000 people a year go looking for this mine. Like people are still hunting. And that is why the news every year is like, They'll find someone from like Seattle or Montana that came out here. They want to hike the mountain, find that gold. But the reality is they die. Yeah. So the last guy that that happened to was a Colorado guy. Yes, right? probably. Like three years ago or something, four yes. years ago maybe. Um, so here's, uh, I know you're going to get into like kind of the story of the, the prospector, you know, Jacob is it Jacob Waltz? Yep. And, you know, where the story came from originated and all that. But I also want to kind of clarify some stuff, too, because the legend of the Lost Dutchman mine, you know, I know you're going to get into this guy's story, but it's, I go, I, I guess my, my whole thing is that it goes beyond that, right? Because it's not just about him. We don't really know what it is. We don't even know if it's real. That's kind of blasphemous, but okay. Right? No, I'm, I mean, I mean, it, it's it's a it's it's the legend is not necessarily him. It's this mine that we don't know if it's a real mine. First of all, mm-hmm. let's get that clear. You're right. It could be gold. That's it could hidden. be a stash. A stash of gold and okay. jewels or whatever. Okay, um, I'll give you that. And I know you know I've I've got some of my own theories which I'll get into it later. You know, but I just want to make sure that people understand there's there's a lot of different theories and stuff and the what you're going to talk about is probably the most popular one uh what what most people believe is is the reality and you know what makes sense you know historically and you know according to the records and all that stuff but i've never been a guy to go by the records if you know what i mean you, so you don't so you <laughs> i'm here i'm here to challenge uh everything you have to say you're not providing your papers. I'm not providing my papers. I never have, never will. This isn't Nazi Germany, Crystal. Okay. As much as you'd like it to be. Did you just say that because Jacob Waltz was Dutch, possibly through Germany? Well, he was German, mm-hmm. first of all. So I know. So, okay. So obviously you're getting into this now. Okay. You're obviously getting into it. So get into it. I am. And we'll get into it. All right. I love it. Okay. Let's do it. Well, this there's a couple different stories you're right there's lots of different stories but some of them come with um the common thread so one common thread you got to remember that um apache junction so apache junction it's in the name then um this main street is called the apache trail so lots of apache lore in here the apache tribe lore and so what some people believe that this area was 
run. They had a lot of Apache tribes. Geronimo was um, references being here at times. Um, and that they attacked a man. They took his, um, his gold or he took his mine. Um, and then they had possession of it. And then one theory is that there was a doctor that treated an Apache, um, Apache Indian, and he was rewarded to a trip to the gold mine. And so that is where the lore kind of started, is that he, he was the one that he couldn't remember where he saw it, but that he saw it. <laughs> yeah, none of that sounds uh, interesting to me. Uh, <laughs> why don't you... Uh, talk about Jacob Waltz because that so um, and we can get more into all these other stuff because there's even crazier thoughts there's crazier stories and, mm-hmm. and ideas flowing out there but um, I know that you love this guy you've been talking about him all week you've been um, you know studying up on, on Jacob himself so why don't we start where you kind of left off right now is he was from German descent Right? Yeah. He was born in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the name of the town? I want to hear you say the name of the town because I could not spell it. Or I, I could not pronounce it. The Oh, hold on. You Schwanowitz? I can't say it either. I just, well, I, I, mine is just immigrated for, to the U.S. from Germany. Who did? That Jacob just came to the U.S. from Germany. It's Oberschwandorf. Hmm. Oberschwandorf, Wittenberg, Germany. I, I, I'm, I'm sure I butchered that, but that's uh, what it says on here. And uh, born in what, 1808, something like that? Yeah. He so was... the reason why they say the Dutch or Dutchmen mm-hmm. is because Germany at the time, I believe, had not been unified yet or the states had not been unified. Um, so a lot of Germans and people from Finland and Dutch and all that, they were all just considered Dutch. Right. So people just if you were from Germany during that time, they just kind of threw you in and and, and lumped you all together. Kind of like they do with Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, Cubans. You know, they just say, oh, you freaking Latinos, you know. Oh, okay. They say worse things than that. But you know what I mean? You get it. I know what you mean. You get it. I hear you. I get it. So that's why he was called. But he he was German. You are correct. He was actually German. Just he was referenced as Dutch. So in case you guys are wondering, he really wasn't Dutch. But there you go. Yeah. And that's like one of the the bigger like after the apaches taking someone and um and showing them where it is the other story is waltz i was getting to that so the story is that waltz was attacked and um but he survived long enough to tell and this is where the story splits one is to tell um a man named dr walker about the mine and the other story is that it was a deathbed confession to the love of his life, Julia Thomas, and he drew a crude map on on his deathbed and gave it to her. Who was black, by the way? Mm. Did you know that? I did not know that. So some accounts have her being black and have her not being his lover. Some of them have him have her being his maid, mm. or um, his um, his uh, other accounts have her being his his next door neighbor. Oh. Who just happened to help him out because he was older, and uh, he called to her when he was dying. So, anyways, just just little little tidbits there I want to throw in. 
I think the lesson from that is like be nice to sick people because if they're on their deathbed, they might start handing out money or well, confessions. Apparently, she had been having uh, farm issues. This is a story about her being his neighbor. Um, I guess financial issues, you know, taking care of her farm and things like that, and he helped her. And I mean, she she was helping him, and so because of that, he in turn helped her by giving her a map. The well, what some stories say, the only known map of the actual location, which we've seen a couple of TV shows, documentaries, different things, and so this map, if you Google it, it keeps coming up. You know, it yeah. and it looks like. Like, you know, that thing that your kid drew when he was in kinder that you didn't really want to put up on the fridge, but you did it anyways just so that he would feel good about himself? Yeah. That's exactly what this map looks like. <laughs> but um, but anyways, so that's, that's uh, and it has in the map, I guess, the one identifying point of it is it has, what is it called, Weaver's Needle? Is oh, that, yeah. Is that, that's the one part about the map that everyone's like, well, that's Weaver's Needle, clearly. Yeah. And then the rest is kind of history. But anyways... But it's really interesting because there's a lot of factual stuff to back up that Jacob Waltz was here. They have the immigration. They have they even have his tombstone, which the most interesting part is if you've ever been in Phoenix, everyone knows where the homeless camps are. Like downtown Phoenix, you go down to the homeless camps. And along there is a cemetery, and it's now called the Pioneer um Pioneer and Military Cemetery. Um, and Jacob Waltz is buried there. And I, that's so interesting to me because it's like, um, what did he passed in? Mm, when did he pass? 91. 1891. So that, that has withstood the test of time and his legend has withstood the test of time. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, so we know he was a real person. Yeah. Right. We know this guy was a real person. We know he was around that time. We know he lived in that area. We know he, well, when he first came over, uh, I'm sorry, I get kind of, uh, you know, a little um, into it when it comes to history stuff, right? So he came over from Germany, came from a, a, a farming background, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, excavating, and, you know, he was um, a miner as well, a little bit. And he came over, I think he started in New Mexico. Then he moved to California during the gold rush, 49ers, and then oh. eventually ended up in Phoenix or in Arizona, right, which is where he ended up in uh, Patchy Junction and that whole area, right? So that's kind of his little, that's how he made his way over into Arizona and then ended up dying here. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that they also, it kind of is proof that he did have some sort of money um because he came from nothing he didn't have any known mines that he found even though he was a prospector but he was able to buy a farm and he also um sold two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in gold to the u.s mint during the 1880s and he had 1500 when he died in 1891 so that's a lot of money back then that's a lot of money today yeah. yeah so that i can't even imagine how much money like i have no idea but that has to be a lot of money so he found something somewhere yeah and he worked in the mines um for most of his life especially while he was in the u.s but to think that he saved up that much money yeah that while he was working that that's um i don't 
I don't buy that. So obviously somewhere along the line, and those are true records, right? So we know somewhere along the line he ran into or or found or dug up at least uh, that much in, in, in gold. You know what I mean? So Yeah. So then it was really interesting, like, how did this guy get so popular? You know, like, that is the question. And I, there's this guy with the last name Ruth that in 1912, so this guy dies in 1891. Then it sits, and no one really talks about it till 1912. And in the same kind of idea as the, um, the original legend is that Ruth, gave some legal aid to this guy named Gonzalez, who um, he was headed to prison, but Ruth comes in, saves him from imprisonment, and he's so happy that he tells this guy Ruth about the mine in the Superstition Mountains. And he gave him some antique map of the site, so maybe this was the map that Jacob had given his neighbor slash nurse. So maybe this map, this is where the map wound up. So in 1912, um, so I'm sorry, she gets it in 1912, but she doesn't do anything with it until 1931. And by 1931, she's 66 years old. Who's she, by the way? Oh, I'm sorry, he. I he, oh, okay. I see Ruth and I call him a she. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I would, yeah, I would do the same. <laughs> Thank so you. Ruth, Ruth was a guy. Ruth was a guy. I and, keep and, and he got the map from this dude named Gonzalez. Yes, because he kept him out of jail. Right. So Ruth sits on this for like thirty years. Um, over that. When from nineteen twelve he gets it. Yeah. And then he goes looking in nineteen thirty one. Oh, okay. So. But the, the fourteen years. Later. Fourteen years. 15. So. My math is horrible right now. <laughs> So Ruth goes out and he stays at this ranch of this guy named Tex Barkley. And he's like, I need to get all this stuff. I need to go up to the mountain. And Tex says, I would not go up that mountain. You're 66 years old. It's June. It's Arizona. It's too hot. And Ruth says, nope, I'm going up there. So he doesn't listen to anybody. He decides to go up there. And he never comes back, <laughs> which is no surprise. So people started wondering what happened to this guy. So in 1931, the Arizona Republic, which is still around to this day, um, the Arizona Republic reported the discovery of a human skull in the Superstition Mountains. They decide to figure out who this is. Everyone suspect that it's Ruth, who was looking for this gold, they go, they get an anthropologist who back then it seems like anthropology was basically, they took pictures of Ruth and they looked at the skull and they said, it kind of matches up. That's so, BS. Why? I don't know, because just a picture of a skull in his face, like, uh, there's no DNA back then. Um, you have to rebuild somebody's, like a skull, like in order for them to identify it and I'm just saying I've seen a lot of CSI I know well this I, was a well-respected anthropologist yeah, of its time he was he on CSI well, there was exactly. no CSI well, exactly so then he couldn't possibly know for sure but anyways um, the story was written nonetheless this, yes and he was 
Uh, I'm sure there was plenty of skulls to pick from. They just happened to find this one skull, and they declared it was Ruth. They declared it was him. Okay. And but the, here's where it gets more convincing because January of 1932, so about six months later, human remains were discovered about three quarters of a mile from where the skull had been found. The remains had been scattered, but they had a lot of Ruth's personal effects, mm. including a pistol, um, the metal pins that Ruth had um, in his hip. So that matched up. So maybe this anthropologist right, knew what well, he was doing. Maybe he did, but either way, I'm sure it was a lucky guess. And a checkbook. And a check. Oh, I thought you mm-hmm. just were going to say, and a check. The anthropologist <laughs> just wanted a check. Um, so this is all great, but what does that have to do with Jacob Waltz? Well, it's just how interesting that this one little man had one. There's so many stories about how he found this this lost gold mine. Was it Apache Indians? Was it who found um, it? That uh, Jacob Waltz. Oh well, we don't know that, right? We don't know we that. We don't know. But but he he found he found something he found something or he had something hidden. and this was his little secret. But what's the point of this guy Ruth? I'm saying like the reason why you're mentioning this guy Ruth is because he made it popular. He's the one because what well, happened because of him because of Ruth going out there and it was this big tantalizing story, and then also that he disappeared. So he was some prominent figure. Um, not so much. There's really more that this was during the depression which is probably why he went looking for this money. Mm. And he, it was the Depression era. The story and then, just picked up legs, huh? Yeah, that the National Wire Service loved it. He, They wanted more of it because it's just, it's intense. It's like this lost gold mine. Like, the, it's why everyone buys lottery tickets because you so, just want to win the lottery and be rich overnight. This guy dies at the right time because mm-hmm. people have died before yes. him. Uh, plenty of people have died before mm-hmm. him and then plenty of people have died after him it just so happens this guy dies at the right time searching for this thing story gets written about him picks up legs and now all of a sudden John or Jacob Waltz is is a is a legend the and he's a mascot for my high school lost Dutchman mine now becomes the the most uh, searched uh, lost mine in in the US and yeah. and then we're here and then podcasts get get written about yes him, made by the way this podcast has been hell to produce <laughs> hell to record uh so i don't know if it's haunted because of this whole you know lost dutchman thing and it, it, you know from day one i know that we talked about this uh with you know, having issues with the mixer yes. throwing my whiskey <laughs> right? And that's what yeah. we decided we were going to say. It was whiskey. And it was so not perfumed bot water. You know, eventually causing it to just kind of just not work as well. And then things just not, schedules not lining up. I know we, we live together. You'd think our schedules would line up perfectly. But we have think. lives. Yes. Uh, we both want to outdo each other all the time by doing <laughs> more shit than the other. So it's like we nothing was, was lining up. The equipment was malfunctioning. We had to get new stuff. I mean, I'm 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 glad we're you know in the place we are now. But I'm just saying, like, there this show has been haunted from day <laughs> one. So I think maybe Jacob is trying to reach out from his beyond the grave and and uh, 
fuck some shit up a little bit, you know? Yeah, because so. he's like, he's mad he didn't get to spend all his money. Listen, and Jacob. Now we're trying to make money off of him. You made more money than we're making off this podcast. So that's you true. Shut your mouth and you let us do this podcast, guys. Exactly. It. We don't have no $250,000 to sell to the. So going back to Jacob, because yeah? really, I'm really interested in, in this guy, right? Yeah. So I know you, we, we talked about him coming over from Germany, you know, New Mexico, California, then finally landing in Arizona, landing. Uh, you know, finding uh, a, a mine or a, 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 a mine or an area, well, let's just call it an area. Uh, the reason I say that is because before the mine came to be, there's other stories that you you didn't speak about these. You forgot about Peralta. Or you no, didn't talk about I Peralta. didn't talk about it because I feel like there's so many stories that well, you let's, get confused. It's okay. We, we can talk about it too here. Okay. That, that's the whole point of this. We can go back and forth and this is tales from the guard tower if we were sitting in a guard tower we'd be you know talking all kinds of shit to each other so um but so do you want to talk about peralta or do you want me to talk about him no you can talk about him because i'm kind of afraid that the peralta family is still running around here and they're going to come after us well here's one thing how about i'll I'll say one story that i've heard okay and if if you have another one then you you say it but i have a couple one talks mm-hmm. about Peralta um, he was the son um, and I forget his first name I know Peralta is their last name it's a it's a it's a family that at that time I, th- I think they were Mexican uh, had a lot of land in Arizona uh, yeah. particularly Apache Junction area and East Valley what's known now as the parts of Mesa Gilbert whatever right this this whole land they had a lot of land yeah and they were very rich one of the stories is that uh, Jacob and by the way, I don't know if this this is a little bonus. He had another friend named Jacob as well. Um, this Jacob is Jacob Waltz, correct? Yes. The other Jacob is let me let me see if I can look him up. But he had another friend named Jacob, uh, very similar. Also started with the last name W. Um, I'll look him up right now. But anyways, him uh, Jacob and uh, his other buddy Jacob. Oh, Jacob Weisner. So. Jacob Waltz and Jacob Weisner. You understand that? Yes. Two Jacobs, two very separate Jacobs. Jacob Waltz is the famous Dutchman. Jacob Weisner was his buddy, and I'm throwing up air quotes, buddy, okay? Mm-hmm. So they helped this Peralta guy, um, Gonzalez Peralta, I believe that's what mm-hmm. they're calling him. Uh, he, no, no, Miguel Peralta, son of Gonzalez Peralta. Okay. So Miguel Peralta is the guy that they helped. Um, he was being either mugged or something by a Mexican gang in Mexico and these two Jacobs Mm -hmm. um, helped him out and so Miguel Gonzalez ended up uh, um, giving them a map of a mine that his family had found back in the early like you know 1840s something like that and so the reason why he gave them that is because they had a ton of land a ton of uh, mines that they had of their own and this one happened to be in like Apache country and so it was too dangerous for even their own family even though they owned the land they didn't want to go mine it so he goes you know what for helping me out here's this go see what you can do with it good luck right vaya con dios <laughs> as they say in mexico and um and that's 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 how he ended up with the map or um the knowledge of this this mine that just happened to be in apache country and very dangerous so 
the Peralta family who owned it wasn't doing anything with it. They gave it to Jacob and he went out there and took care of it. Now, when they came back, supposedly after a few trips, uh, Jacob uh, Wisner, Wisner, his friend, once again, quotes up in the air, um, didn't make it back. And so legend says that the Apaches attacked them. They killed Wisner, but somehow Jacob Waltz got away. Uh, story number two is uh, Jacob Waltz killed Jacob Wisner and took all the gold for himself. And then story number three uh, is that Jacob Waltz was the only Jacob. There was never a Jacob Wisner. Jacob Wisner was either a name he used to use, like a kind of a fake name where he you know, said, my name's Jacob, but you know, he changed his last name just so he wouldn't give his real name away. Uh, or people just confused the two, and they were one and the same. So those are, those are all the different little stories of him and his Jacob buddy and uh, how he ended up uh, meeting the Peralta family and how he ended up getting the knowledge for the, the mine itself. So This legend reminds me of those books when I was little, Choose Your Own Adventure. Because it's like every yeah, choice you gone. make, you, it could go someplace else. Like, oh, the the two Jacobs were one person, or Jacob Waltz killed the other Jacob. It's like it could it goes forever. The tunnels just go crisscross all the time. Do you have any other stories on how he met the Peralta family, or how he ended up with uh, with the knowledge of this mine? Well, that goes back to the original one that um, this doctor. So the original story that I said where that the Apache tribes had um, attacked someone, there is a story that um, it was the Peralta mine that the um, Apache tribes um, took the mine and then there was a doctor who helped an Apache Indian and the Apache Indian gave it to him and that it was originally a Peralta mine. So a lot of times, so that is where I heard the Peralta, but that that was the end of it. But nothing to do with Jacob Waltz. Yeah, and, and then so the uh, the so the same story that I said, mm-hmm. but except for instead of Jacob Waltz saving Miguel Peralta from Mexican uh, banditos, mm-hmm. uh, is that he saved him from Apache um, attacking him. Yes. So it, that's that's the same story, just two different people, yes. two different bad guys. Either one, Jacob was the hero in both those stories too. Yes. So I also I believe I heard the one that you just said about the doctor, and then he ended up somehow um, he saved an Apache, right? The Apache mm-hmm. told him where this mine was. The the they they. But I've also heard that he was blindfolded yes. and taken to this mine, right? Is that what you've heard too? Yes. And then he was let uh, like let loose in the mine for whatever. To grab what mm-hmm. you can take, and then he was blindfolded again and then taken away. Yes. So he wouldn't know how to get back. But then when he got back, that he got with Jacob Walt somehow, and he told him where, and Jacob kind of, you know, tried uh, to figure it out. Try to figure it out according to where he was located, the last place he he knew he was, and try to figure it out from there. And that's how he ended up figuring it out, right? Yeah. So that's pretty crazy too. Like to think like, oh, this guy was blindfolded by the Apache Indians. Mm-hmm. And then taken to this place. That's just, that's that that's makes for such a cool movie. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask me, like that'd be such a cool movie. Like we're gonna show you, but we're gonna blindfold you, take you there, grab as much as you can, and then blindfold you and take you back out. That's pretty cool too. Yeah. Um. So those are all pretty interesting stories. 
what do you believe? Um, I believe that 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 Apache tribe had nothing to do that with this. They're they're just trying. They're just getting like the white man's blaming them and trying to just say, oh, it was Apache Indians. No, I don't think that they were involved. I think this Jacob guy, um, he came across, he found a mine. Um, he was trying to keep it really quiet. He didn't want to tell anyone, so he mined it very quietly. Um, and then he kept going into town with money. So people were trying, starting to get suspicious. Like he had $250,000 worth. And so people started getting suspicious. And so he stopped going up to the mine and he had enough to live off of. So he's like, why do I need to go up to the mine anymore? And so he just lived his life on his farm. Then his farm flooded and he died a year later. But before he died, he said, you know what? My neighbor is so nice to me. I'm going to let her know there's money up there. Go find it. Find a way. And that is when the legend started. Yeah. I believe that there's a lot of different mines. I believe, first of all, you believe that the the mine itself is 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 real, and that's the legend of the actual lost yeah. Dutchman's mine, right? Yeah. I believe that it's gold. I mean, I, obviously gold, but not in a mine. Like I believe it's treasure. Like oh. it's hidden. Like somewhere. pirate. Because if it was a mine, I believe we could have found it with technology nowadays. Um, I believe people could go in and, and and figure out where there may have been a mine. And, you know, that's not easy to hide, but treasure is easier to hide. To hide a whole mine with that much gold, I think, is a little bit harder. Um, so I think he either mined it completely or him, between him and other folks that are already kind of new. And maybe the Apaches did mine it themselves as well. Um, so the mine itself is no longer uh, in existence or it's, it's out of gold, right? There's nothing there. But the gold itself that he hid, because like you said, he, and by the way, from what I understand is that he didn't just go down $250,000 worth of gold and trade it all in. I, I, from what I understand is he did it over time, right? And he didn't do it in one area. He was smart enough to go to different parts of Arizona. In fact, there's even some statements that he went out of the state to, to return that gold so that he knew what he was doing because he knew that if he returned that gold somewhere around you know where his friends were his neighborhood or his his his, his um you know his um county i guess mm-hmm. someone would follow him right he's a like, money launderer yeah like a gold I mean, launderer kind of i mean uh, legally i guess because the records are there he obviously did it legally and he traded in two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of gold overall right um i don't think he ever showed up with one big old load but at a, I, I think that he had more I think he had a ton more. He hid it out there, and maybe there's different locations um, where he hid it. So I believe it's actual hidden treasure, mm. not necessarily a mine. They call it a mine because that's what it was originally, but I think that there's treasure out there. In fact, some people say that that it's also treasure, but it's not his treasure. It's actually hidden treasure from, from the Apaches, which mm. I believe because if – if they minded, if he minded the mine and everybody else and a lot of people and they, they hid these treasures all over the place, it might be even several spots from different folks, you know? True. Different strokes from different folks. So, I don't know. That's that's kind of what, what I like to believe. And I, I believe that a treasure hunt is a lot more fascinating and interesting to look for than, than a mine that's been there. I have a, a hard time believing 
that we cannot find a mine, but I can definitely wrap my mind around not finding treasure that's somewhere out there hidden in the Apache Junction Desert. Well, we'll never know until somebody comes running off there with their pick and their donkey and they say, I found it. I found it. I, I found, found it. it. <laughs> oh, look at here's some other information. So he they said a lot of his gold too he was was returned in Florence. <gasps> so he did a lot of stuff, um, a lot of uh, gold trading. Down in Florence. Um so yeah, that's um that's a pretty interesting story there. It I, is. I, I'm still curious. I've always wanted to go out there. I know you obviously still have family out there, and mm-hmm. um, we go out to Apache Junction all the time. We don't go out to hike though. Um, well, I guess we do. We do. We do Silly Mountain. Yeah. We do Silly every Mountain year. every year, um, but that's that's right off the freeway. That's that's not really. It's, it's right a, next to it. It's a little hike. I mean, if you can see or hear cars, or it's not really out there, right? Yeah. Right. So as 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 fun, and it is a beautiful sight when you when you're looking, uh, which direction? Uh, when you're looking east. Off Silly Mountain, there's yeah. nothing out there. It's beautiful, especially if you go at the right time, right? It is it is a beautiful sight to see. Um, your sister's backyard is is has one of the best sceneries that I've ever seen out of anyone's backyard. Yeah, looks right into um, the superstition. Right the, yeah, superstition mountain. That's the famous scene right there. That is mm-hmm. the famous scene that is sitting right behind you. Yeah, Crystal on yep. that on that wall <laughs> in, in the studio. Yes, um, that that's a beautiful picture right there. That 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 whole area is just beautiful. I it love is. it. I love Silly Mountain being able to look out into it. Right, but we've never really hiked into, um, you know, uh, the this whole area. The, yeah, the Lost Dutchman Mine area. The I mean, what is all that called? I guess just Superstition Mountain area, yeah, right? Yeah, Superstition Mountain. Is is it is that Superstition National Park or what? What is the actual official name for that whole area? I don't know. I'm sure it's, it's a national country park. Country people. It's just either it's way. It's probably Tonto National. Oh, you're Forest. right. Tonto National Forest. So all those names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've never been quite in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we just came back from you know uh, a nice retreat, nice weekend out with the kids and. We were up north, you know, and that's a beautiful country up there with the pine trees. Trust mm-hmm. me, nothing beats the forest. But there's something beautiful about this desert. Yes, I think gorgeous. that it, unless you're from the desert, you won't really get that. Because if you're from the Midwest, if you're from up north, Oregon, Washington, any of those states, even like upstate New York and, you know, if you were forest and trees and water and everything else, you, I don't think you can appreciate what a desert looks like. And most people are like, you're crazy, like a desert has nothing to offer. But when you live here and you see it every day, um, and that's what you grew up in. I mean, I grew up in Texas, El Paso. It's, it's the same type of desert, same sunset. There's no better sunsets than out in the desert, right? Yes. Um, so we haven't really done that. And I know it's dangerous. I know it's probably not something we do with the kids. But I would love to one day just me and you say, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it safely. We're going to take all our armor training. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna put it all together and we're gonna go out there for a few days and go on a hike, and I'm not saying we're gonna go find something, but just the fact that we get to go out there and experience some kind of, you know, I don't know craziness and wilderness and being yeah. out there and the the fun of trying to you know walk in in these footsteps from your 
your freaking ancestors that your Apache Junction ancestors, <laughs> you know, um, that'd be fun. That would be, awesome. be fun and, and interesting. And it would make for a great show when we come back, if we make it back. <laughs> if we make so, it back. Yeah, because that's part of the legends, too, that people, go, you know. People go missing all the time. Yeah. But I think people also don't. And I'm not going to be cocky and say, we'll do it right. Because I think that's what those people said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to. I mean, nobody goes out there thinking they're going to die. Right. Or nobody goes out there going, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it back, but I'm going to try as hard as I can. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll you know, see. I mean, I, I think most people go out there super cocky and uh, they're like, look, I'm going to do it. It's fine. I've been out here a few times. It's time to go for two weeks and, you know, July and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll see what I come back with. You'll you'll be laughing. I'll be the last one laughing when I come back with all this gold, you know, and uh, then we never see them. Yep. They're so gone. I'm not trying to be that guy. You know, but yeah. um, I think it would be fun and I would hate to die before I get to try uh, something like that. Yeah, I think we should do it. But let's not wait till we're 66 and do it in June. Let's do it right now. Like Ruth. Let's go. <laughs> let's do it right now. And if we don't come back, it's because we found the gold and we're in Hawaii. The kids. Yeah. Who yeah. Cares? yeah we might fake our own death. <gasps> we might. I mean, never mind. I didn't say that. And then they could talk about us like in 20 years and be like... The legend the legend of cr Wacky Crystal and Crazy Mario. Uh, crazy Mario. Uh, outside uh, the wire, Guire went outside the wire. Yeah. For reals. I think it would be Crazy Crystal and Mad Mario. Oh, Crazy Crystal and Mad Mario. <laughs> yeah. The legend of Crazy Crystal. And Mad Mario. Um, so what do you believe no, I believe it's up there. It's true? It's true. Yes, it's true. Something's out there. No, it, they wouldn't still be talking about this if it wasn't true. It's 100% true. They would not have built my high school and made that the mascot if it wasn't true. Right. Right. Well, I get it. I mean, they could have named you guys the, the Apache Junction crackheads. <laughs> and that, Don't disparage you know. my Apache Junction. I'm not. We got our troubles, but you know. Mm -hmm. No. I know, but anyways, so, yeah, I mean, we'll never know unless we, you and I we go, go find, find it. it. Yeah, so. Let's go find it. Let's go do it. All right, guys, we got to go. We, All right. We, uh, we've got some planning to do. We do. We've got some hiking equipment and gear to buy. We so. the metal detector. Make sure you guys donate to our podcast so we can go <laughs> out there and, uh, you know, well-equipped. So, enough of this nonsense, Crystal. Yes. Enough Dutchman. Enough. Lost, lost Dutchman. Um, all this talk about Dutchman wants me to get a, a Dutch Bros. A Dutch Bros. <laughs> I want to copy Dutch Bros. So for Crazy Crystal, I am I'm changing my name this time to Mad Mario. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Tales from the Dark Tower. <laughs> <laughs> bye. bye, -bye. Are you all ready to up your drinking game? Absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs. 
This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007. And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absinthe Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsintheMindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. What you drinking? My favorite drink ever. Pistachio blended brew with a coffee base and a little extra shot of caffeine from Sweet's Cold Brew Coffee Company. Gotta get ready for that show, Crystal. And did you know that Sweet's Cold Brew is the first and only cold brew coffee shop in the state of Arizona? It's for rad people only. I'm rad. The only thing that would make them better is if they sold beer and wine. Funny you should say that. Just check out their menu at sweetsbrew.com. That's sweets with a Z in the middle. Uh, they also got an awesome Instagram page. Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be by the cake pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Mmm, Catino Sauce Company has the sexiest, hottest, hot... Uh, <clears throat> nope, that's all wrong. Hold on. Catino is the sexiest, hottest, hot, hot sauce. Damn it. That's all wrong. What nope. are you doing? Trying to record this ad for Catino Sauce Company. Catino? You mean the best damn hot sauce on the planet with tons of flavors like jalapeno, habanero, chipotle, verde, and all kinds of others I can't pronounce. They also have amazing limited flavors like mango and blueberry. Yep, that's it. My favorite is Ghost. It makes my butt burn. <laughs> you gotta act fast though, cause they're always selling out of that one. Okay. Just visit CatinoSauce.com for more flavors and customized bundles. Also, go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. My homeboy and CEO of Catino Sauce Company, Jacob, will appreciate that. Um, where are you off to? I'm going to check out Alien Donuts. They are a funky, hip donut concept with planetary beats and out-of-this-world treats. They have vegan, gluten-free, classics, specialty, and space-themed donuts. Yum. What else do they got? They also offer nitro brew coffee, rocket shakes, and freshly made ice cream. And how can I find them, Crystal? Well, they are located in the heart of Old Town Scottsdale on 5th Avenue. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, or AlienDonuts.com. Do not stop believing! 